you only get one shot at retirement. So you better get it right. That's why we're here to help you with income planning, investment planning, and making sure you're taking advantage of advanced tax planning. Eliminate the financial worries of tomorrow and retire with certainty today by listening to Phil Putney of AFS Wealth Management. This is the podcast for you if you need to eliminate lots of question marks that surround your current financial plan. Welcome to Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Back here with us for another edition of Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. Mark here alongside Phil Putney. Phil's the CPA and a personal financial specialist at AFS Wealth Management. I'm the question guy. I lob the questions over Phil's way, and hopefully you enjoy our show as we talk about investing, finance, and retirement. What's going on, buddy? How are you this week? I'm doing great. How about you, Mark? I'm hanging in there. We uh, we got an email question from somebody after last week, and they said, did I say that name really fast? And I'm really good at saying Phil's tax hacks and other retirement facts. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't really realize that I did it quite that fast. So I was trying to be cognizant, uh, Mary, if you're listening, of Phil's tax hacks and other retirement facts. So slow it down. Just slow it down a little bit. Yeah. Well, I talk Rolls off the tongue. You know, I talk all day. And so sometimes it winds up just getting uh, just I just get to rambling. So but anyway, I'm glad you're here. As always, we've got a great show lined up. A headline for you real fast. What's your opinion of the health insurance market and maybe how to best address some of these costs? These candidates, the 4 million people that are still running for president, uh, seem to have a different solution every other week. And I don't know that any of them yet have made any sense. What do you see here? Yeah, I I mean, they've got to do something. It's just getting way, way out of control. Um, I mean, it's a sad state of affairs when you know, you are in retirement, maybe you, you retire early to age 65 where you can get Medicare, you know, and you're starting to look at COBRA as being a great oh, option. Oh, geez, yeah. yeah. I mean, it used to be COBRA was, oh, you never take that unless there's no other option out there. You can get it much cheaper on your own. <laughs> it was like trying I mean, to deal with a real COBRA. You wanted to stay away from it. <laughs> that, that's right. That's right. I mean, the reality today is COBRA is probably a pretty good deal um, when you look <laughs> at the coverage. God, that you that know, really is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I mean, it's in, you know, it's, it's one of the big factors that come into the the whole equation of retirement. If you're yeah. thinking of retiring pre 65, how are you going to handle healthcare? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can be a pretty significant part of the budget, but to me personally, not to get political on it, we have to get the payment of the services back in the hand of the person using it. I think that's where we've completely spun out of control is where the person using the service isn't directly right making the payment. So they have no idea what the doctors and the hospitals are charging and all the ridiculous games and things that go on. Yeah. You know, where this surgery is a $30,000 surgery, but you know, because it's with this insurance company, there's a 50% discount and all these different things. It's just, we've, it's gotten way out of hand. You know, it's funny how we talk about oversight on a lot of things, so much oversight done to the housing market and things after the crash of 08. And this is one of those ones where I'm sure it's riddled with oversight, but yet like it doesn't seem to be, you know? So I don't know. There's a a lot of, I don't know, a lot of things there that, that are worrisome. Go ahead. Yeah, not not enough good oversight. I mean, right, good. Yeah, a lot exactly. a lot of rules and regulations that I don't think really serve a purpose. But yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, we've got a, a lot of what is the saying? We got a lot of chiefs and no engines. Uh, you know, in, yeah, Indians are yeah. willing to do the work. And, yeah, you know. and and before you say that in this time period, I shouldn't say that because that might be offensive. I am Native American, so <laughs> <laughs> I really am. So anyway, moving on. Let's hit our topic this week: How to live retirement without regret. 
I think this will be a fun section because that's what we all kind of want. Like if you really boil it down and say, you know, what do you want in retirement? You say, well, I want to, you know, not outlive my money or whatever. But I think, you know, you could break it down. People would say, I, I want to live a retirement that I'm like, I feel good about. Like I'm not stressed about it. You know, I don't have any regrets. You know, when I get to my my maker and I get to the pearly gates, I can look back and say, yes, I'm I'm good with all of it. And retirement being part of that. So on today's show, we'll explore some of the things you can do to avoid living with some regret in retirement. And the first place is don't make sudden decisions. I don't know how many times we cannot stress that, but just because the market has a bad day, I saw a headline the other morning, Phil, before I got my day started. It literally, before the market even opened, the headline was Dow expected to drop 150 points today. Investors brace themselves. Right. And, <laughs> 150 points in today's market is nothing. It is nothing. Yeah, that, that's a you know it had a little sniffle basically. Right, but they analogy. had they, they, they needed to write they needed to write deal. something. They had to write something, right? So that's what they put, and it's like that just pushes some people will panic with that, and it's like so don't make sudden decisions. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you've got to be careful where you get your information. You know, I always remind clients, whenever you're looking at news of any sort, or, you know, at the end of the day, understand why they're doing what they're doing. Right. News, unfortunately, to me, isn't what news used to be. It's more about (laughs) ratings and advertising than it is about news. I mean, they're trying to get the headlines to draw the viewers so that they can get the higher dollar for advertising is really the name of the game, you know? So whatever that shock and awe type headline is that they can throw out there is what they're going to throw at you. And you just got to be really careful where you're getting your information. Yeah. yeah. And don't rush into the decisions based on that. Really understand, have a plan, you know, run the numbers, make sure you really know what your retirement looks like, and then walk through that process. Right. And, and let's transition it off of the actual money factor for a second, the market factor, whatever, and say, you know, don't making the sudden decisions, don't make any sudden decisions, excuse me, could be something as simple as just the process of transitioning from career to retirement is a little daunting for people. So take a minute and, you know, smell the roses, as they say, and don't feel as though you've got to go pop, 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 pop with decisions. Because hopefully, if you have been working with an advisor, you've been planning for several years, you don't need to make a rash of decisions. Right. Yeah. I mean, your, your best decisions are made well thought out. You know, plan what retirement looks like. I mean, unfortunately, sometimes that doesn't turn out that sure. way if right. you're suddenly laid off. Right. Um, right. You know, but. Hopefully you've already had some of those discussions ahead of time with your your advisor and have a plan in place that you can fall back into. But yeah, just don't rush into sudden decisions. And I see this often like with Social Security. You know, there's a lot of decisions like with Social Security. You make a rash decision, you file too early. And unfortunately, once yeah. you file, if you miss the window, there's 12 months in yeah. which you can change that election. But if you miss that, you're locked in. Right. You know, pensions, there's all these different decisions you're you're faced with that have lifetime lasting consequences that you need to understand the pros and cons and just slow down, understand those don't jump into the decision first because what's the long-term effect of that decision? Well, let's address that social security thing for just a second because I think a lot of us, you know, have heard through the years that once you go and elect it, once you turn it on, you're stuck. And I think for all intents and purposes, that is a good way for most of us to think about it. But yes, there is technically the one-year provision where you could make a change, but you have to pay the money back, correct? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're going to change, you you can, but you got to be able to 
pay all the money back. Right. right. I mean, it's, yeah, you got to have whatever that is. Right. You know, a couple thousand dollars a month, $24,000. Yeah. I don't the think they to, let you do installment. Right. I don't think they give you an installment plan to pay. No, it back. no, there's no installment. It's, you know, here's what we paid you. We want it back. No, they don't charge you interest. Right. You know, right. But they're still, they want all the money back. So, and if you've had spousal benefits right. filed, oh, true. that yeah. has to get paid back too. So it's any money that's been filed against you. Yeah. So, so if you're really thinking about it realistically in a real world application, no one's going to do that. I mean, most people don't because they just don't have the ability to do that. So if you pick it, you're pretty much whatever you've picked, you're pretty much set in, so you're set in stone. You're good to go right, right there. So you want to make sure that you are not making a rash decision with Social Security, and that'll help you avoid some retirement regret. If you've gone through the process, you said, okay, based on all the things we put together, it makes sense for me to take it at 62 or 65 or 66 and a half or 70 or whatever the case is, then that will make more sense for you, and that'll help you avoid that regret. Same thing with jumping into investments you don't understand. I'm looking at you, Bitcoin. Uh, That's right. <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing, right? Now, maybe right, Bitcoin exactly. is a good investment for you, but it may not be either. So just don't jump into it because your neighbor and your cousin and your cousin's dog said Bitcoin is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, again, it, it comes back to having a plan, right? What, right. What's the the goal of your investment? The way I look at it is this. We always build a plan. That's our blueprint. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I tell my client, it's like building the house. You know, we need the blueprint first to understand exactly what we're trying to accomplish. Once we've got that in place, now I know exactly what fits into that blueprint. You know, we're trying to do this or that, whatever it is in your plan. Now I can show you investment vehicles that fit exactly what that plan is requesting or requiring. You know, right. so too often I see it done the other way. You you go out and you 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 know you buy this, you buy that investment because that sounded good. Now you're stuck with all these pieces, and you got to figure out oh, how does that fit. You know, ideally get a plan in place first, then come back to the investment components and start putting them in. Yeah. You know, and make sure you understand how they fit and work. You know, like yeah, you said that the Bitcoiner, there's all sorts of crazy things. Oh yeah, there. there's always something. Yeah, a new IPO you know? dropping or whatever. Yep. Um don't get caught up in the hype. Think carefully before you, you know, put your life savings into it. And I realize for some people, they might be listening and saying, well, Mark, you know, I'm not going to, you know, throw all of my life savings at any one thing. I am smarter than that. And we, we certainly hope so. So what, just quickly, what is a, what's a reasonable thing? If you, if you're kind of a speculative kind of person, you do want to take a few chances. You do know that your plan is pretty solid and you feel strong that you're going to be fine. What's reasonable to almost, I guess you'd almost call this your fun or gambling type money, 10%, 5 7%. Really comes down to your scenario, you know. I mean, that's where it kind of comes back to having that plan to say, okay, what do I need? What's my income need? Now, how have I minimized taxes? Mm-hmm. All the different pieces are in place. Right now, I know exactly how much of my money I need at whatever time frame in my plan. Because you don't want to make those kind of investments with money you need. Sure, right? no, no, it's got to be you, something you, don't you can tie afford. everything yeah. up, and you yeah. know. So every scenario is going to be different. Some people it might be ten percent, others it might be twenty. Some might okay. not have any. Right. Yeah, it's got to be something really you can afford it, to lose. So. I mean, it's like it's it's got to be Vegas money. It's the same kind of thing. Right. Exactly. I mean, that's to me how I would treat it. it it's kind of your fun money of you yeah. know if you're going to Vegas. It's great to play and treat it as entertainment. And right. If you win, great. Right. That's awesome. You know. Well, um, but don't keep pumping money in. Right. It. No, no, it's no. going to be the next. You know, it didn't work out so good then, but I, you know, I've read about this new, you know, 
cryptocurrency or right. whatever it happens to be. Right. That, you know, yeah, it's just, you got to really be careful. Well, you know, here in the Metro Detroit area, Phil, you know, we have a lot of people that work at the at the different uh, automakers. We have a lot of very smart people, engineers, whatnot. Do you tend to see folks when they come in, when you're working with them, do you tend to see people who do kind of want to still kind of keep their hand on the pulse? They do want to have that kind of quote unquote play section of their retirement, or is it more, let me get safe and secure and lock it down? No, I mean, I, um, I've seen it both ways. I, okay. I do have quite a few clients that'll, you know, maybe they like got a, good a, mix. Um, a little account on the side that they enjoy picking stocks right, or whatever right. it is. I mean, and that's and, fine. Yeah, that's um, okay. Right. Don't, yeah. you, now you've got more time in retirement. Maybe you can delve into that a little bit more, yeah. you know, but don't, you know, I got to be careful with saying this because I don't want to offend people, sure. but you, you've got to understand who you are and what your profession is, you know, just because you've got maybe a technical background doesn't mean you truly understand the whole ramifications of taxes and social security and all the different investments out there. It's right. not as easy as you might think. Um, well, so yeah, I was going to say if you work with somebody, yeah, no, for sure. Understands those. And I was going to say, if you would just enjoy it. And again, it's money you can afford to lose. Should you be wrong? Then I certainly think there's nothing wrong with that because some people just have that itch. They're going to need to scratch. But at the same sure. time, I think some people also go into retirement. I've been doing this a number of years enough to see people go into retirement and they think, yeah, I'm going to do this. I've got my kind of play account. You know, I've got my safety working here with my advisor, but then I've got my play account. And after a while you realize, man, it's just too much effort. I'm, in, I'm retired. Right. I was going to say, that, that's the other part of it too, is you got to realize what retirement is to you. Yeah, you know? yeah. And a lot of people, they start out that way thinking, oh, this is great. I'm going to enjoy this. But if it gives you an alter, you're always, you know, what's looking at the, the CNBC or whatever it is oh, all, you know, all day yeah. and, and chasing the market and trying to figure out what's going on to where you're not really enjoying what you like to do. Right. Out there have, you know, your hobbies, I, I, some time I, with your spouse, whatever it is right. that you want to do. Enjoy it. Yeah, I don't think your second hobby in retirement should be day trading. That's no, probably not no. going to be a lot of fun. So, okay. So, other ways to avoid retirement without regrets. So, again, don't jump into investments. Be cognizant of who you are and what you want to do in retirement. That's going to help you also avoid retirement and regret. Uh, retirement with regret, I should say. And working with a professional. We said that a couple of times. A surprising number of people, you know, get to the point of retirement, you know, and they they realize they do need to work with it. I think a lot of people, especially in the last ten years. Phil, and you tell me what you think, but with the market being pretty darn strong in the last 10 years overall, it's easy to feel bulletproof. And so if you're accumulating, you're DIYing it, you feel, hey, I've got this. But the retirement animal is a completely different animal. And so working with a professional is going to really help you avoid a lot of missteps. Absolutely. And I mean, I've mentioned it a couple of times, but I mean, often I, I see people think of, you know, working with a professional on just the investment component. That's a big piece of it, but it always starts with a plan. How, you know, what is your plan to look at all these different components that are affecting you in retirement, like social security and pensions and taxes? And, you know, how do they all fit together? How do I best position all of it? And then from an investment standpoint. So again, understanding what you like to do, if, if it's a hobby, great, maybe keep some of the money you set aside, but then work through a professional and one that understands retirement because how returns happen and that sequence of returns and how it affects you is much different on the distribution phase of your retirement now than it is when you were accumulating. You, yep. you had time, it didn't really matter. As long as you weren't touching the money, you could ride through some of those ups and downs. As you get to this stage where you're starting to take the money because you need it or you're getting forced to with required minimum distributions, if you get on the wrong side of a market, that can spiral down pretty quick. 
Yeah. You know, and we haven't talked in a little while about the RMDs, but yeah, that is certainly a factor that a lot of people are ill prepared for. And uh, we'll transition here in just a second. But, you know, when we were talking about taxes on last podcast, with taxes potentially if they go up or whatever the case is, if you're not careful with your RMDs, man, taxes, that can act like a WMD to your whole retirement plan. It can blow it up because you could go uh, into a whole other tax bracket, you know, if you goof that up, not to mention the penalties for goofing that up are pretty extreme. So we'll cover that again, probably in a a couple of weeks. We'll probably touch on RMDs again because they are a big factor. Yep, in the retirement absolutely. plan. So, well, good. All right. So those are some ways to live retirement without regret. I think those are some helpful points, some helpful tips to think about. As always, again, if you hear something useful on the show before you take any action, check with a qualified professional like Phil. He is a personal financial specialist and a CPA at AFS Wealth Management. Go to the website, afswealthmgt.com. That's AFSWealthMGT.com. Subscribe to the podcast. Check out Phil and his team. A lot of good information there, as well as submit questions to the show if you'd like. And we're going to take one right now from Annie. And Annie's in Livonia. She wrote in and she said, uh, Phil, most of my 401k is invested in company stock. Is that bad? (laughs) Definitely not diversified. Yeah. You know, and I see this often. I mean, we're in Metro Detroit. So the big three automakers are here. And I'll meet with clients a lot that'll have a lot, big portion of their 401k invested in the company stock. Maybe the company actually matched what they put in in company stock, you know, so that's how they've accumulated some of it. But you got to step back and look at it. Okay. So if you have a big portion of your 401k in the company stock, but then you also have a pension from the, the same company, how much exposure does your retirement have to whatever that company is? And I yeah. understand your loyalty and they're great companies. But at the end of the day, this is your retirement, you know, and, and right. you unfortunately aren't sitting on the board at that company making decisions of where it's <laughs> I going. was thinking the exact same. I literally yeah. was thinking you are not on the board. So, yeah. Yeah. You, you, you don't have any control over what they're doing, nor do you have control over the economy and, and how it's going to affect that company. You know, so you've right. got to make sure you've got a, a, a well-balanced portfolio. I'm not saying get out of all of it. You know, that loyalty is great. It, They've done well by you. Maybe keep a portion of it. I was going to say, sure is this, is this like into a plan? <laughs> is this like our speculative? My speculative question is it like the same kind of thing? Ten percent, five percent, twelve? Very well could be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just again, understand that it, it's where it fits into the plan. If it's the more risky component, then maybe right. keep it there, but a small piece of it. Okay. You know, well, and, and that's when you're looking at stock. I think people don't often equate the fact of investing in one stock has a very high risk potential versus a diversified portfolio of stock is dropping that risk potential down. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, you know, I guess not to be uh, assuming anything, maybe Annie is on the board of directors. We don't really know. Well, that's true. Maybe <laughs> she is. <laughs> uh, but either way, even if that's the case, you don't control the economy and you don't control the various different things. And I hate to sound like, you know, I hate to, you know, kind of go this far back, but I think it's Annie, just say Enron and see how you feel about it. You know, exactly, exactly. There were a lot of people at Enron that thought this was the greatest thing and yeah. it's going, you know, full, full bore ahead. And, yeah, I mean, you unfortunately, just, it didn't work out that way. You're right. You just never. I mean, GE. I mean, GE's a great company, but I mean, if you look at you know their standing right now and how their stock's trading now, think about how it traded five years ago. They probably yep. would have never thought they were down. What are they down? To, almost like at a dollar at one point, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, so. there's a lot of companies like that that just 
for whatever reason, have suffered. Yeah. So. so just be smart. Like with anything, you know, you want a proper, it's like a diet. You want a properly balanced diet. You want a properly balanced portfolio. And so all of those things, that's part of the reasons we do Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts is to give you these useful nuggets to think about. So take them, give them a call, come in for a consultation or review or share it with, if you're already a client, share it with a friend or a family member, you know, that someone might uh, benefit from it. Well, again, we give you multiple ways to do that on the website, on the podcast page. You can go and do that. You can subscribe to the show and you can uh, do a like, a share or whatever with the various different social aspects there. If you want to text message it to your sister and say, hey, you should check the show out. It might be helpful. We would certainly appreciate that. And hopefully we do provide some entertainment as well as some education and make this an enjoyable podcast to listen to. So we are cognizant of people's time. So we're going to get up out of here uh, this week and move on with our show. And uh, we'll be back again soon. But before we do, let's just do a quick little getting to know you with Phil. Phil, what's your favorite movie genre? Oh, this is always an interesting conversation in our house. Who, whose night is it to pick? You know, uh-huh. we haven't been actually doing a movie in quite a while. It's been crazy summer. But if if it were my choice, it's going to be action adventure. I, James Bond kind of sums it up. Yep. I, yep. I had all the James Bond movies and, uh, you know, watched them for years, loved them. You know, that's what I would love. If, if it were up to my wife, we'd be watching the Hallmark Channel every night. So. Isn't that, you know, isn't that so funny how we <laughs> we just don't deviate much? Like nine times out of ten, a guy will say action adventure. That's and, right. That's right. And eight times out of ten, a, a lady will say rom-com, you know, or something that, like, you yep. know, you know, something like that. So cause my, it's hard to find that movie that has both. Oh, I mean, it really is. Usually you'll yeah. get them and it's like, okay, it was a good movie for both of you. you yeah. Enjoyed it. So fortunately, my wife does like some of the action adventure too. Mine too. I don't mind some of the romance. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mine too. It's funny. Mine a lot of times I'll just say, what you in the mood for? And she'll go, ah, just nothing. She's like, just nothing too heavy. And she's like, something funny, you know? <laughs> so right. Exactly. A lot of times. Yeah. Cause be... we go to some of the movies and it's like, okay, we can't end the night on that now. Cause <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, something, something with some humor in it. So, all right, folks, well, there you go. That's our podcast for this week. We'll get out of here and let you get back on with your day. Thank you so much for subscribing to the show, listening to the show, uh, whether you're Bluetoothing it in your car or as you're driving or you're walking around with earbuds in, uh, working on the garden or cutting the grass or whatever that might be we certainly appreciate it and we'll see you next time here on phil's tax hacks and other retirement facts reach out to phil putney at 248-888-7530 if you do have questions or concerns 248-888-7530 for phil i'm mark we'll see you next time bye-bye investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.